Welcome to Slacker Studio. Uh, I've forgotten the rest already. Smooth. <laughs> a podcast. A podcast about slacking. Uh, 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 when you're slacking. Don't don't twizzle your beard at me over the <laughs> webcam. Seeing him doing his Jack Sparrow thing. Anyway, sorry. Um, welcome to Slacker Studio, a podcast all about the things we do when we're slacking. We usually talk about a variety of things, such as gaming, tech news, and film. But today, we're just going to do it improv. Yeah, there we go. Fucking got a second time around. Get in. That's the um, one. I'm Jack. And I'm Ed. Welcome back. I have no idea what we're talking about. We're just hanging out at the bar. Hanging out at the bar. It is, um, we are on hiatus at the moment, so I guess you could call this holiday at the bar sort of episode. Um, yeah, in the, down at the beach, like on, on the beach somewhere, just gone to the local bar. Yeah, yeah. GQ Believe Rays, I'm burnt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm like a pink lobster. Shoulders peeling. I'm very, yep. very upset. I look like the Michelin Man walking around. Mm. Oh, ting. <laughs> I keep hitting my mic stand. <laughs> what have you got today, Ed? Uh, that I looks have like... Morgan Spiced, so I'm literally oh, drinking have... what it says on the tin. Oh, God, i got to get myself some limoncello or something to keep up. I've got, oh, I actually, love I get... limoncello. Oh, man, hang on, right. Burr, burr, burr. Let me just... I'm going to grab some. Brief intermission whilst Jack fetches the limoncello, of which I am very jealous. Oh. Oh man, you're gonna love it's this. It's coming back. Mini bridge. So I had this limoncello made by a family friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> but she makes it in a bottle. Uh, kind of like a Hogwarts bottle thing. Oh, dude, right. So I had limoncello just like that from a place <laughs> in Amsterdam that was called like Pizza and Prosecco, and they made their own limoncello that looks just like it. Yeah. And it was so good oh, dude, in a bottle awesome. like that. And because it's like cold as well, I've just had it in the fridge. It's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. And she makes it because she knows that I like it. I've asked her. I've um. I asked her how she made it, and it's mostly vodka. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's like um, it's her one because what she was saying is, uh, I remember when I used to try and make like a vodka skittles infusion. Mm. But she was like, "You're a fucking idiot. Why are you doing it with skittles? Do it with boiled sweets like sherbet lemons or rhubarb and custard because they mm. actually work. They break down with the alcohol. Okay. Whereas if you do it with skittles." The colour separates, but all the sugar sits on the bottom, so it doesn't actually really right. work. So it's like, derp, there we go, can actually see. But that's it, so I guess, so I've got my homemade limoncello, uh, you've got your Spice Cuba Libre. Diet Coke, but yeah, hey. Cheers. Cheers. That was good. That was a good one. Ooh. Wow, that's stronger than I remember. <laughs> you see his face. God, well, she's done. She's done ones in the past that've been quite mild and enjoyable. Right. That's really yeah. enjoyable, but it's also like really does kick you in the three, three the teeth. <laughs> I was about to say throat and teeth at the same time. Nice. Kicks you. Yeah. That's, that's the show name. Kicks you in the three. Yeah. Hang on, I got to write this down. Um, <laughs> I don't even have any show notes, so this is not no, gonna work. No, this is uh, completely ad lib. Oh God. Actually, that's really, really Moorish. But uh, what would this go well with? I pizza. really want to put this uh, pizza. I really like this in lemon curd, actually. Alcoholic yeah. lemon curd. I mean, that's basically what lemon cello is meant to be, right? Yeah, it's kind of like lemon curd, isn't it? Ooh. Kicked you in the th kick, kicked me in the three. Kicks you uh, in the. Th kicks you in the three. Oh no. Eh. I don't know. Make. I'll make, hear it. I'll hear it. It's I'll fine. It. <laughs> so. Um, Okay, so are we going to be talking spoilers and shows and shit this week? I don't know. Do we want to talk spoilers? We could do. So, so long story short, we've both recently seen Endgame 
and Game of Thrones. Episode three. Yes, three, because it's, what is it? Tuesday the 30th of April. <laughs> That's it. And, oh my God, both of those things. It has been a weekend and a Monday of pure visual delight. Yes. Yes. I think oh we can just say that about Game of Thrones, that it was just a beautiful looking episode. Mm. So we'll say right now, uh, if you're used to your normal slackest thing where you don't tend to give away spoilers, please stop. Please watch the film. Uh, please watch uh, Avengers Endgame. Please watch the third episode of Game of Thrones. If you're not interested in Game of Thrones, maybe listen, maybe we can kind of encourage you to watch it because it's awesome. Um, but from now on in, there are going to be spoilers. Um, Shall so we start with Game of Thrones? Let's start with Game of Thrones because it's so fresh on my mind. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. So uh, the dragons were cool as hell. And they fucking also, were. Arya. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I tell you what, the dragon was especially awesome to me because you know me and how my obsession with Skyrim was for mm, a long time. Yeah. There's this moment where uh, I think it was Viserion, breaks off half of the undead dragon's face. Yes. But when it's on the ground, you can see the flame coming out of like orifices where it's all like mouldy and punctured and decayed. And there's the bit where he like does this face off with Jon Snow and you see it come out the side of his snout. I was so enthralled by that as a 3D artist alone. I was like, holy shit, I need to see how they made this. Um, and it was just so, so cool. There's so many things about it. Although it was funny, when I got into work this morning, they were talking about the um, how dark it was. And it did mm. make me think, yeah, actually, I agree. I was watching it on Sky Go. Yeah. And it, the problem with Sky Go is it takes a while to buffer. You used to be able to control, kind of like YouTube, what quality you see it in but i don't have that on my sky go so you have to let it buffer for 10 seconds before you can watch it in kind of the highest definition it'll give you if your internet craps out a bit then it will drop down in quality so i kept on watching it in like varying quality did not ruin it however the darks and the blacks did blend so much in that the lighting was so scant yeah so so actually i i really noticed this with the previous episode as well so we, we're watching it on sky so that's sky atlantic it gets it so it's effectively the same as you'll see on hbo and the problem i had was that this week's episode it only part recorded for whatever reason ouch so we had to find it um is from from elsewhere and yeah. it, it was just as bad so last week i really noticed all the compression in the blacks and this <laughs> week it really stood That's out it. to me it's compression yeah. And uh, one of the guys was saying that he was getting a lot of bleeding, actually, between frames. Oh, really? Okay. Which I found interesting. So, like, areas of contrast where it should have been more colour or brighter was getting blended with the darks. So that sounds like a TV-specific issue. That's exactly what he was saying, because he was asking me what I was watching on my monitor. And, of course, my monitor's brand spanking new. The gamma's a bit weird, mm. but it's fine. And I was like, well, okay, let's see how that kind of works. And But I just think it's also due to my latency, because it was pixelating. It was also blurring and blending yeah. pixels, and you're going to get that. But otherwise... See, it doesn't help that, like, not long before Season 8 started, we'd just finished the Blu-rays of Season 7. Yeah. <laughs> and they are so perfect. I bet. But even then, I can still see the compression. Mm. Interesting enough you say that, because after the episode, <clears throat> I was on YouTube trying to find reactions and shit, because the Americans, mm. as soon as they've seen it, will post reactions. Yeah. And it's it's fine, because I like seeing people's reactions. But there's also, I'll see if I can find it after the show for both you 
and for the listeners, there's a 40-minute spotlight on the special effects and the behind-the-scenes of episode three. Nice, yeah, and do when it, I that'd watched, be great. And when I watched that on YouTube, those scenes which I saw were kind of blurry because of Sky Go were so crisp and pristine. I was like... I want to rewatch this entire episode on Blu-ray. And that was the yeah. first time I've been like that in a while. I've been like, I really want to see this as the highest definition possible. I want to see if actually a good TV will crush, will, sorry, not crush, will push around some more colour so we can kind of see that depth in the dark that I didn't see with Sky Go. But, oh, sorry, this limoncello is making me a bit burp. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's interesting because we've, so we've got, our TV is a, a Samsung 4K HDR 43 inch, whatever. It's pretty new. Um, mm. It's nice. It's not, don't get me wrong, it's like nowhere near high end, like at all. But mm. that HDR thing will help it with the black stuff. So, but even so, yeah, overall, I think it was fine. I didn't have the problem where I couldn't see anything. I'd have liked it to be brighter, but that's kind of more of an artistic direction than it is a problem yeah and when you watch the 40 minute you'll also see their color palette choices which does make sense going through and i think ultimately i loved it because it did give me that sort of helms deep feeling especially oh, yeah. when when the trench went up and everything was then lit by that orange except for the interior scenes mm. that really stood out to me as a really nice color choice because you've got all the snow and you've got that mist and the only light throughout that mist is that orange it's like that deathly orange and there's just orange and black and it's such a lovely stark contrast of colors and it just worked really well so it's like as much as i can complain about those shadows and i can i can complain about them it was a beautiful choice of color palette throughout it so you got all those yeah. nice dark blues that impending feeling and then suddenly when the trench is up it's that death and doom and when Arya goes back inside a lot of grays a lot of a lot yep. of blues as well and then you'll go like when they're finally safe and Dondarrion's about to pass away there's the fire there so it gives you a sense of a moment of safety and as you said Arya you know <laughs> everything about that that entire episode didn't feel like an hour and a bit just such a roller coaster. yeah it was just gone it was like an hour and 20 minutes just gone instantly now, and yeah <laughs> No, I was going to say, now, as a st strategic idiot, having played Total War for ages, I was really annoyed. Why the fuck did the Dothraki charge at the beginning? What yeah, what the, the fuck? fuck was that? <laughs> and, you know, there was that amazing meme on Reddit where someone was like, your people cannot fight. And it's like, are you serious? You yeah. charged the army of the dead. Did you see that board? Did they, did any did any of the commanders show that Dothraki uh, commander genius the board where it had, here's all of our little pucks and here are all of their lovely pucks. You know, the one which is covering half the yeah. fucking board. Yeah. And it was ridiculous. The one that shows like, that we're fucked. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, so why would you... In an ideal world, you'd let them engage, then you'd run in with your cavalry, yeah. and the cavalry would start to disengage, and maybe a line of dragon fire would happen behind the cavalry, and then you'd constantly have cavalry, dragon fire, infantry, cavalry, dragon fire, infantry, like a blitzkrieg sort of effect. Yep. I thought, oh yeah, that'd be a really great way of destroying the dead, and then maybe what happens is um, the Night King comes down and disrupts that, so they have no dragon fire, so that's when the cavalry start losing and they get pushed back. That sounds like an actual battle line sort of thing to happen, except yeah. it didn't <laughs> you know we have the epic moment shit, like so yeah. quickly the epic moment where like, the red priestess goes like sword flame there you go everyone gets fiery weapon enchant go for it and i was like yay everyone's good they've all got like cruel barb and they're about to ch charge off into the into yeah. the crowds to uh, kill shit and then but i thought it was a the only thing i'd say that was nice about it is when you see all those torches go out 
in the darkness. Yes, and that's just like silence. one by one, they're like getting extinguished, and you're like, well, shit. And then Captain Friendzone comes back like muddy and <laughs> brown, and <laughs> I was like, oh, Jora, I'm so sorry, but I'm glad you survived that onslaught. I mean, that one guy who just charged into the big troll dude must have shat himself. Yeah, he got like messed up. Like, I bet it was awesome. What did you think about the uh, beginning of the fight? Dumb. The whole time I was sat there going, why are they... Let them come to you. I know there's more. And why aren't you using the trebuchets anymore? Like, I can see the ammo, like, right there. Start using it. Your guys are already dead. You can you can see that. It does, you're not going to hit them. They're dead. Like, and they're coming back for you. Like, anybody who dies is now a bad guy. Yeah. I think they forgot yeah. that. It was the karma charge. When I think the one thing I did like about it was, I was like, okay, so now we've got all the heroes on the front line. Yeah. That's fine. It means that they're probably going to keep the front line. The front line's going to not... They're going to have like a 300 moment where they all lock shield them. Yeah. Oh! yeah. And they push forward and they start to push the dead back until a white walker comes along and makes their day miserable. Yeah. No, they get absolutely ridden over. Yeah. And in a way, I kind of like that, Ed. I like that mm. they got absolutely fucked and they just got overwhelmed. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what would happen. Like, that's... Because they're just like a swarm you get literally swarmed like it's it i i guess the elephant in the room although there's no elephants much to Cersei's disappointment <laughs> is that no one died <laughs> yeah and that was it like at the end they uh, all the dead dissipate and you've still got main characters and who what captain friendzone died and yeah. who else was it oh De- Leanna Beric, Mormont. Beric died. oh yeah Leanna Mormont. Liana, I mean, Beric, and Captain Friendzone. That's and it, I think, right? Yeah, that, I think that was it. Liana had a sick death there, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that, that was, was pretty cool. awesome. She just charged forward with a... Ah, got grabbed you, and crushed. Do you know what? That is almost exactly what happened with Arya. Except she didn't get crushed. What, you mean she got caught in midair or caught with a charge? She got caught in, in midair, squished, and then she stabs. <laughs> yeah, Both of them true. do that. And both of them win, even though Liana dies, but hey, like... See, now that's a personal gripe for me in films, actually, and TV. Why does the bad guy try and grab them by the throat instead of killing them with a weapon? I do not understand if Sauron yeah, fucking yeah, did yeah, that. Yeah. Isildur's on the ground, still got half a sword in his hand. Sauron, what's he do? He tries to grab him. Yeah, Why unless I guess the ring cut off. Yeah, yeah. Why the fuck would you grab him with the, the, the finger which has got the ring in it, which is your like, entire power? Come get it. <laughs> And then he gets cut. And the same thing happened. Like, okay, which king of Angmar? What does he do to Eowyn? He dodges that. He he pummels the living shit out of her shield. He could just like just crush her with the mace. Game mm. over. No, he picks her up, holds her in the air, and says, "Die now." And she sits there like, "Wait, what? You're not choking yeah. me. So how am I supposed to die right now?" And then Pippin just stabs him in the leg. And then she goes, "I'm no man," and does that really epic thing. Yeah, and she yeah, yeah, kicks yeah, that his was ass cool. in. But again, what is it with bad guys and trying to choke out the last person when it, it, it leaves you... Darth Vader, it leaves you so invulnerable. What is that? There is that yeah. trope in films and TV. And I guess it's because I'm being a jaded little twat, but it is starting to annoy me where every bad guy will go in for the choking win and then die at the last second. Yeah. However, this is the only time I've actually enjoyed it because of the subtlety with the knife. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It was like the Brienne fight was just drop yep. and the can exactly. that, and the over the shoulder shot where you see the Night King kind of look as it goes down. Perfectly done. Yeah. I mean it uh, like 
that whole sequence for me was just perfect. Don't get me wrong, I can pick holes in it all day long, like, but yeah. I don't want to. I literally, I was sat there like completely open mouth, shivers, and just being like, this I is fucking shit. Yeah. And that's the thing, I, I didn't want to like, it was quite late, I didn't want to like do anything, mm. so I was just sitting there like, you know when you silently cheer, yeah. shaking, but it must have sounded like something else was coming from my room when I was shaking and cheering, you <laughs> know. But anyway, it was so cool. And it was that moment where I was like, holy shit, I've not had this moment in a TV show in a very long time. Yeah. Where I've just been like, oh my God, yes! Yeah. Fucking get it! And it was so awesome. The <sighs> only time I can compare to that recently is from Avengers. Ah. When a certain doctor returns. But we'll get to that in a moment. Yes, um, we will. I just, yeah, overall, I'm... I loved the episode. I really did. I was strangely disappointed that no no one else died. That's uh, that's one thing I agree on. And I, I I think that's because Game of Thrones has conditioned us to expect everybody to die, and they do, except this episode. Yes, which was like, you know, I remember when everyone was rioting because certain person died, and mm. it was one person, or the red wedding. Isn't it funny how? Somebody mentioned it actually on Reddit where they said the phrase had killed more main characters than the army of the dead. Yeah. That's so true. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> but at the end, you've got Tormund. However, what was really cool during the 40 minute feature, this isn't really ruining it because it's something which I thought was really cool. When they did their shots for Tormund on these on the top of all these corpses fighting his mm. way to the last, he said to the actors that were trying to drag him down, he goes, guys, I want you to drag me down, don't pretend. If you drag me down, the shot's dead because I've died. I'm trying to struggle against you. You have to drag me down. So the shot they got where he actually survived was one of the shots where he survived. And I thought that was a lovely little actor's that's note. Cool. I thought that, that was really cool. That reminds me of in, is it Civil War? Where Chris Evans, Captain America, has got the helicopter in one hand and the, like, the roof of the building in another and is trying to like pull Bucky in the helicopter back off mm. the helipad and apparently when they were doing that they were, he was like no no you actually have to make the like the rig helicopter rig have some pull to it because this is just too easy like you've got to make it difficult for me because like <laughs> ripped Chris Evans is just like do it <laughs> and it has to be hard so yeah, yeah that's pretty that's cool. cool I like those little bits it adds realism as well yeah absolutely and I think Tormund just looked pretty epic the entire time he so. did. I'm, I must have felt like he he looked so tired at the end of it. And that was the thing, like, as an audience, you're shattered by the end of that. Yeah. But you also wonder how how they must have felt, both as actors, because they had to do night shoots for, like, three months. Yeah, and 50 also, nights or something. Yeah, something ridiculous like that. And then what I like is that when the dead all start crumbling around them, no word is said. No one says anything. No. It's, it's not a victory. It's a, holy shit, we just lived. Yeah, we just survived this shit, and I think one of my favourite parts of the show was actually Captain Friendzone dying because Ian Ian Glenn did a fantastic job as Jorah Mormont. Yeah, is it Jorah? Yeah, uh, it's spelt really weirdly, but J O R A H. No, but What's apparently what? it's not. Oh, it's apparently like J E O R or something. But yeah. Oh, Jorah. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What was what was the dad's name? Um. Fuck knows. Captain Maybe of the Night's I'm... Watch. Yeah, no, hang on. I need to see this. Uh, Jorah, Friendzone, Mormont. <laughs> so we are right. It is Jorah Mormont. I can't remember what his dad's called. 
Oh, Gior Mormont. That's it. So no, J- Jorah is J-O-R-A-H. Gior, oh, his father, okay. was J-E-O-R. Well, that's just confusing as hell. Well, they both have J's, don't they? But yeah, so Ian Glenn, who played um, Jorah Mormont. But the, th- the great thing about his death was he survived until the last. He used his body to kind of block some deadly blows against Khaleesi. Yeah. Khaleesi. He has that epic voice. I reckon you could probably pull that off if you did like an impression at some point in the future when I give you time to prepare your Jorah Mormont well, yeah, impression. Wait, hang on, I need to do a Jorah Mormont. I've come back to you, Khaleesi. Oh, God, I've totally forgotten what his voice sounds like. Hang on, you keep going. I'm going to Google something. <laughs> but the great thing about his death in this episode is that he doesn't get a chance to say anything. He is so damaged from his wounds, yeah. he just lies back, tries to say something, and just dies. And that's the reality. That like, happens with Beric as well. Yeah, they just go. And that's actually kind of mirroring what death is actually like. And I kind of like seeing that a little bit more instead of these like, I'm dying. Ah, like, um, was it Stan, Stan's dad in yeah. uh, South Park? <laughs> ah, For like ah, 10 minutes, yeah. Ah, it's, it's not like that. You just die. Yeah. Um, and that sort of realism is what really brings it for me in Game of Thrones. Of course, there's so much fantasy because how can you say realism when there's fucking dragons? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the un- the lack of magic frustrates me sometimes. Like the inconsistency of magic mm. in Game of Thrones. I also like how it can be used sporadically, like the the lady uh, Melisandre mm. using the flame to light the pikes to light the pyres. Oh, she dies. She dies as well. Ish. Which is yeah. wicked because I. I saw a Sodavos mm. kind of going out. What is his I'm accent? Going... Is it Northern Irish? I'm, I'm not sure. It's great, whatever it is, but I don't know what it is. Fermented crab. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all that sort of stuff. But he goes out with a sword about to, like, kill her himself. Yeah. But yep. he sees her take off her necklace, which holds also her plot youth. Hole. <laughs> plot hole. Cause, yeah, because there's a whole scene where she's in a bathtub and it's Without not... it? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, do you reckon it's because she like used up all her Azor Hazai powers and then that was it? Once the I, army I of the know. dead was defeated, she's like done. Maybe. I, I mean, clearly she's like, yeah, I've done what I needed to do. I'm done. Another thing, which, which also makes me kind of think what the fuck's going to happen for the rest of the season, is she says, you're going to close many eyes, blue eyes, which is the one with the white walkers. Mm. Red. She said green eyes, though. Now, by green eyes, does she mean Cersei? So she's done... I mean, she's killed a fuckload of people already. Yeah, she has now. She's got a tally. Um, so I, I guess she'd have to go... But I'd forgotten about that, because that first gets said to her in season three. Yeah. And I'd forgotten about that completely until then. And I was like, oh, yeah, she said that to her. Yeah, oh. which is awesome. <laughs> so yeah. that mean? But that was so cool. And Beric, of course, did his job. Well, it's kind of funny. He holds off like this entire corridor of White Walkers and then just casually strolls into the room at the end like, oh, hey, guys, sorry about that. Let's just close the door surreptitiously. Yep. Oh, by the way, I got stabbed like a thousand times. Plonk. Yeah. Although it was it someone uh, I, I read where someone said he had the voice of buttery scotch. <laughs> yeah, I can I can hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for your Jorah impression? I'm. I'm just. I, I'm listening to stuff. Come on, hurry up and say something. He's just kneeling. He's, he hasn't said a single word yet. I wish Littlefinger was raised back from the dead. That would have been so good. Did you just... notice that it was the um, the Maester? <gasps> or it certainly looked like him. Oh shit! I didn't think of that. Yeah. yeah. What the, that crawled out of the grave? It was the Maester. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure. Like, I saw a screenshot of him next to the corpse, and it looks just like him. I thought he had his head cut off. No, he didn't have his head cut off. You're right. Was, was he, like, stabbed? But Was it Theon that killed him? Yeah, Theon killed him, but he stabbed him. He didn't cut like his head a off. sphere, yeah. Because for a second, I thought that Ned Stark would wake him, but, of course, his corpse is in uh, King's Landing. No, 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 no. It got no? returned. Oh. Because it gets... It's being inconsistent. So it got returned to Catelyn when she was with, with uh, Renly Baratheon. And then they leave. So the last we see it was in the tent at Renly Baratheon's place. Mm. And then and then I assume it got back to Winterfell. But I guess if his head's off, he can't reanimate as a white then. Yeah. Maybe. Still, it would have been cool to see like zombie zombie Littlefinger raise up yeah. and go after Yeah, that would be like, pretty cool. Sansa. Because it's not clear that he was burnt. He just bled to death. I loved your mother, Sansa. And I love you. Ugh. Fucking creepy zombie little finger. Yeah. I wouldn't be here if I hadn't found a cure or whatever it is. I can't do it. Chaos is a ladder. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll work on it. I'm, I'm pretty terrible with these accents, especially today. What did you say? Who, little finger or Jorah? No, I'm trying to... I return to your service, my No, I can't do it. No, I'll, I'll work on it. I'll have to work on it next time. It's only because I don't have a deep enough voice. Like I could do, like I could do, kind of do a little finger a little bit. Yes. And then yeah. you know, I kind of mess it up a bit, a tiny bit. <laughs> I fucked your aunt Lysa. She was a good one night shag, but I had to put her through the moon door. God, I am terrible. Do not get me on this on Game of Thrones. Put it through oh, her no, moon door. Couldn't anyone? Yeah, through her moon door. That scene was hilarious. Yeah. Not not going through the moon door the night before. <laughs> the entire castle heard it. Oh yes. Whether they wanted to or not, poor bastards. Whether they wanted to or not. But it was um I digress. It was a fantastic episode and there was so much that goes on with it and even the CG shots like I'd like to know what 3D effects they used for the uh, they might have used my army or one of those awesome things where when the dead start falling you have this wonderful panning shot of the entirety of Winterfell mm. with the the castle broken just like all the, the fire yeah yeah, yeah 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 and the music is sweeping now of course let's talk about this the moment they are your moment a little bit more in depth yeah one how did she jump that far two all of his like generals are fucking useless <laughs> <laughs> Three, it was fucking awesome anyway. Yeah. I thought the Hound may have, like, thrown her like an American football. That would have been cool. <laughs> they should have done that. <laughs> I went, let's like, just be backed off in a corner against them. You're fucking... And then, like, just right before he gets stabbed to death by all the White Walkers. Yeah. But then, no, he, he would have needed Valyrian steel, so I don't know how the Hound would have been able to survive that onslaught. Mm. It's funny, because earlier in the episode, I said to Kristen, I was like, has she forgotten that, like, her dagger's Valyrian steel? Because she wasn't using it. And when she, like, her, her weapon that lasted, like, five seconds. Yeah. I mean, it was cool, but I was expecting more from that thing. And I guess it was kind of, like, a misdirect for, for us as well. Like, that's going to be the thing. And then it turns out to be the dagger that she's already got. Yeah. And it's cool that it was the, um, what was it, the, the dagger that they tried to kill Bran with, or Littlefinger tried to kill Bran yeah. with, ended up being the one that saved him as well as the, as well as everyone else. I saw a funny theory that's like, maybe Bran ordered the hit on himself so that he could get the <laughs> dagger and then give it to Arya. <laughs> There's also the other thing of what was Bran doing when he was warging the entire fight? Was he just having a nap? Because you yeah. know what the outcome would be. 
Yeah. <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine just saying yeah. again? Lol, this is the biggest event it's, in history. It's fine. But it's Everything's right. fine. I can, yeah, I can cool. nap now. Now's a good time. Yeah, Now's a good fine. time to nap. The, right. Theon's going to die. It's fine. Theon's dead. It's fine. Hey, Theon. Yeah. No, no, no. You, you shot that guy. Hey, good job. By the way, you're a good man. Now go die. So you can, yeah. you know, five seconds, we could die in the gym, it's all right. Yeah, it's like, buy, right, buy, buy a little spirit. bit more time. Yes, yeah, yes, you're such such a great man. Now go get killed. And that's it, and he just runs it with that little dinky spear. It doesn't even look like a spear, it looks like a Casual sidestep. Casual sidestep. And that was it, he, did, he didn't, like, stop. It would have been cool if he, like, ran up to him, kind of tried to poke him a few bits, ended up backing off, and then, like, got stabbed. But he didn't, he just fucking missed on, he yeah. opened it up. He literally was like, I'm coming to stab you. <laughs> Like a hundred oh, meters later, like. But yeah. also, how hench is the Night King to be able to stab him through plated armor? No, technically like boiled leather and maybe a bit of plate. We yeah. don't know. With a stick. Yeah, that was and pretty guts, cool. And guts the entire. I was like, oh well, yep. Bye, Theon. Yeah, yeah. He got murderized. <laughs> he got real murderized. He got killed, but uh, what is dead may never die. Yeah, but it did. It, it literally did. died. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, did like the so way good. the Night King just disintegrated and shattered. That was so cool. And then the the not death where he was set on fire by what's his face? The big what was the dragon called? Oh, uh, not Drogon. Yeah, no Drogon. Yeah, is it Drogon? Daenerys, Dro- yeah, yeah. Daenerys has got Drogon. John had like the other one, and then the other one's a bad one. So is it the Senya and Valerian? No, Valerian was the big the one in history. The Valerian, the Black Dread. Shit, I don't know what it's called. I need to scrap. It wasn't scratch that up Valerian, though. Valerian, not Valerian. I'm thinking Valerian Steel now. This That's is what so happened. confusing. Damn it, Valerian, Valerian. <laughs> but it was, um, that was cool. Also, what I really liked about that scene was when he steps out of the fire, he gives that awful fucking smirk. And that's the first time you see like an edge of emotion in his face since Hardhome. You know when he does that epic moment, and that's one of my favourite moments in Game of Thrones, where he's on the jetty and there's nothing but silence and he raises up the dead. And all you have is the sound of water, the sound of wind, uh, or just all those natural elements. But on the jetty, you've got half a million dead, plus the Night King just staring at Jon Snow as they go away and the boat just inches away from death. That is still probably one of my most favourite moments. But the Night King looked kind of like semi-emotional during that time. And by emotional, I mean like he was saying, I'm coming for you, dude. Whereas this time, when the when the fire happened around him, he had that little smirk and it was just that extra something. Yeah. And I love that because I was like, especially when he's in front of Bran, he's like, lol, I win. Yeah, he was just like, I've got this. Like, I, I, I've literally got this. You are fucked. I have won. I'm about to kill you. I'm gonna really slowly reach for my big old sword. Oh, uh, a little bit slower. She's not quite here to kill me yet. A little bit. Oh. <laughs> and it's that thing of, um, yeah. I mean, he must have been a paladin, surely. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Death Knight. Death Knight. What am I talking about? I was gonna say paladin because he could just bubble her through the dragon fire and just be like, lol, lay on hands and just stand in front of him. But like, yeah, I'm about to judgment. Oh, I was about to say I'm about judgment all over you, but that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> um, and he, he would definitely be a... Would he, he'd be Frosty K, of course he would. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And that <laughs> a whole, like, ice storm was pretty cool. That was cool. I really liked that, especially with, like, confusing the dragons when they bumped into each other and stuff. Yeah, and like because it was just like they can't see anything, and then it was just like thud, mm. and nearly killed each other. 
it also shows the vulnerability of the dragons because when it was on the ground getting swamped with the dead and the dragon decides to leave Danny on her own with just a had to look after itself, that also made you think that the dragon, I mean, he had to escape, he had to get off, but his first thought wasn't his mother. The first thought was the dragon. It was, yeah. I got to get this shit off me. He didn't use his fire either, probably because he thought it was going to hit his mother, but it was yeah. almost like a fend for yourself, you're strong enough. I found that really interesting. Yeah, I think there was some really cool stuff with the dragons, but also they were a lot less useful than I was expecting. I know there was a lot of dead people, but then there were, there were points like when John hopped off him, what did he go do then? Yeah, I'm not dead. And John was just like, John should have died like a thousand times in this episode. Yeah. Because he fell off the dragon <laughs> and then literally... There was like a hundred thousand dead people just got raised around him and then <laughs> yeah. he just walks through them and they didn't even like fast zombie and they didn't 28 no. days later they they resident eviled him and he just slaughtered them and then ran past it was weird i i, I wasn't really sure what was happening i'm sorry i'm trying also trying to find this damn meme with like 13 reasons why <laughs> like that's where it all started that damned smile with the night king smiling Oh, that's, that's amazing. Fucking hilarious. I can't find it anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm sure someone's posted it in the Lagging Balls Discord memes, but anyway. Um, also, the rum is gone. Mm. I've still got a bit of um, this stuff left, but I did pour myself out a sizable chunk. Mm. Oh, it is strong. And you don't know what percentage it is? No, because it's homemade. It's like, yeah. it's like limoncello all, all moonshine. All of the percentage. All of the percentage. <laughs> it's quite strong, but I'm actually really... I can feel the enamel wearing off my teeth. Yeah, I think right. that's a bit, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. It's a bit worrying. But um, I guess let, let's round it off. Um, mm. Let's round off. Uh, what would you say are the bad things about it in terms of summary? Bad things, the good things, and the overall impact of the episode for you? So, bad thing, honestly, no, no one died. And yeah. I was surprised at the lack of consequence for all of this. I know a lot of people died, but no important people died, shall we say. It was just lots of cannon fodder. Plot armor. Yeah. And then the good thing was, I mean, there's some beautiful stuff in this. Like visually, it was fantastic. The music was fantastic. That whole yeah. last like 15 minutes scene, like whole sequence of events following John not dying repeatedly. And then... <laughs> Oh yeah, killing the Night King was just fantastic. Like it was really great, and then the whole stuff in the crypts. But I think overall, I'm surprised at how quickly all of that was wrapped up. Like three episodes in, I know we've only got like—is it four? Four episodes, I... or is it? It's three or four episodes. Yeah, I don't know how many left. And that's fighting Cersei, but surely most of the next episode will be like, "Hey, shit, we've got like no soldiers left." Because they're all dead. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what happens next. I'm not sure how they can. I did. I did read an article that was like tallying up how many people Cersei has and how many people like they may or may not have left, and it seemed pretty even. But I, I disagree. I think they're pretty fucked. Yeah. I think that it's going to be very tough for them to come back because they lost their entire army. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> There's like five unsullied left. <laughs> yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. So what about you? What are your uh, best and worst moments? Worst moments, I actually agree with you, is the lack of death. Um, everyone else died, but they're all plum. Like, I thought Gilly would die, but the little boy would live in mm. the crypts, which would have been a weird, nice turn. I mean, horrible because I didn't want Gilly to die, of course, but 
you know, it just yeah. seemed weird that there's all these zombies running around the crypts and they're okay, but all the random non-important characters were all getting slaughtered by the dead and they're just fine. Um, yeah. And, uh, of course, right at the end, you've got Podrick, you've got Jamie, who's got one fucking hand, by the way, with yeah. all the people who are two-handed, all the Knights of the Vale, all the amazing Wait, no, two-handed sorry. people. Were the Knights of the Vale even there? I think some of them were. I saw some armour, because the captain of the Knights Vale was there, wasn't he? You know the tubby guy with the plate armour? Yeah. He's like me if I was an old man, but balding. Yeah, I can like, see that. my homie, my homie, my G, <laughs> the one who didn't like Littlefinger from the beginning, he's... Yeah. Restekpa. But but that dude, I don't know, I actually didn't see that guy, I don't think, all episode. No. Um, unless you're right in saying he buggered off to get reinforcements but didn't get back in time. Yeah, like Gandalf, basically. He, yeah, so look for my look for my coming on the second. Yeah. Oh shit, it's already over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met. But, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey guys, let's go attack Cersei now because we totally got more of an army. Yay! Yeah, I can see that happening though. That's that's what I mean. Like, because I, I saw the Dothraki go off. Yeah. And then the Knights of the Vale weren't there. And even then, the Dothraki didn't feel like their full horde, did it? Didn't feel like the entire lot of her army. Surely. No, because oh, no, at maybe one point she had like a hundred thousand Dothraki. Yeah, and they all they all destroyed the Lannisters, like the epic shot of them thundering over the uh, yeah the hill, and then. I don't know. Maybe they didn't have enough budget left for the horses. Yeah, maybe not. But it was. I felt the lack of death was there. I thought what was great was the colour choices, the colour palette. Mm. Even though it was dark, I liked that the entire episode was dark because it appealed to the whole entire point of the long night. Yeah. I'd like to see it in higher definition so I can get a better idea of how the episode runs. I felt like the library scene was so well done. Yeah. Um, Sneaky. And I actually felt the kind of horror because I was thinking individual dead when you're out in the battlefield don't seem so scary, but in an enclosed space where they're all rotting, decaying, running around, yeah. the actor who looked under the table, the I think the what the grossest white of the entire one was the one that Arya killed where she put the blade in yeah. her mouth and then just all that blood came out of the wound and over her shoulder and yeah. she was pale and that's the sort of pale, pallid look of death and you could see the blue of her lips and her teeth. Absolutely incredible work from the special effects side of things. Prosthetic. I mean, mm. and all those bits. Overall, I felt the show, the the episode was insanely strong. I thought the budget put in and the time put in was well worth it. I think it's a favourite of mine because, I mean, I lo I've always loved sieges mm. in anything. Um, I always used to watch um, Helm's Deep yeah. so much. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is going to be one of those episodes I keep on coming back to just because I think I watched the Night, the Night uh, King scene about five times just for cinematography alone. Yeah. And like the switches um, and how everything was constructed. And they didn't break the, the 180 rule. Yep. They had them sideways. You had the front on, you had it on the side, you had an over-the-shoulder over the shot. And even when the dagger dropped down, it didn't break the 180 rule because it was still just like 90 mm. degrees looking up from the bottom. So yeah. all of that was beautifully crafted in terms of uh, photography direction. So beautifully shot, really nice ambience. I really got that feeling of dread throughout certain scenes of it. It did feel futile, but I was lacking that extra amount of death. Yeah. All Sorry right. about the long-winded conversation. No, no, no. I, so that's cool. So side note, Kristen's just sent me a, um, a trailer for season four of Lucifer on Netflix. So we have mm. that to look forward to. Yes. So, so Get in. That. See more. So shall we, shall we try and rattle off game of game of thrones uh end game there we go yeah. avengers end game in like 20 minutes and see we'll yeah. see what happens so yeah sure i mean i'm not as marvel centric as you so it'll probably be easier mm. for me you're probably gonna be taking more of the reins with this 
I did. There's so much to talk about, isn't there? I, I mm. just, I have to say again, like, like with Game of Thrones, I'm surprised at how quickly what I expected to be the entire film was over. Yeah. So Thanos's head is off within the first like ten minutes of the film. <laughs> yeah. And there's three hours left. <laughs> and that was awesome. And then I liked the time jump. Because I thought it that just time gets jump worse. Was great. Yeah, I thought that was great. I loved how each character developed in emotion. So uh, Black Widow was a lot more sad. She mm. felt like she'd lost her family. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, the, Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye, thank you. Hawkeye, of course, doing his Japanese stuff. And, of course, my main man, uh, Kenji from the Rush Hour films, who seems oh, to be yeah. in every samurai film. He was in the Wolverine film. He was in yeah. this. He was in Last Samurai he was in Rush Hour. He's he was in Westworld doing oh, really? Samurai Joe. He was in that Keanu Reeves film, Seventy Something Ronin, whatever it was called. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He tends to be the man for any katana scene in uh, Western. Forty Seven Ronin. Forty Seven Ronin. That's it. And I should know that because it's a historical event, an actual awesome historical event, which we'll talk about on another show, maybe mm. if I'm playing Shogun too. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, Sorry, I lost myself with that actor. But I, I, that's it. I just thought that over the five years, because I, I need to kind of summarise, um, I thought it was awesome how they each changed, including, of course, Thor. I thought that was so funny. Fucking Tubby. hilarious. Like, Tubby, Tubby Thor. Thor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just, but it's kind of... He's the most realistic out of the lot, you know? Like, he didn't really... I think it didn't help me. He didn't really have a specific purpose. His purpose was cut Thanos' head off because I should have done that in the first place. Yeah. He did that. Now what? I also failed still, so I'm going to go sit in the pub. Yeah. I uh, like that. He comes down for... Uh, what's it? He comes down for... Uh... Yeah, he comes like down for ale like once a month or something. Like, to provisions. Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah, provisions. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, yeah. And he's sitting there playing Xbox and he's telling people off over Xbox. Yeah. Um, <laughs> New Master I, I, 69 or whatever it that's was. That's it. I agree. I thought that was really great because also it showed his human side when he went to um, he went back to Asgard and he's talking to his mum and his mum's like, I know that you're not my Thor now. Mm. Like, I'm a fucking witch. Like, I know this shit. And it was quite nice because it broke down that barrier and they instantly had that sort of weird flex off. But he didn't feel like a, he did feel like a wounded superhero. He mm. didn't feel like the others. I, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't really, I didn't really like the Hulk much. Mm-mm. I mean, it grew on me, but I actually struggled with the CGI in that first scene. Yeah, I just didn't like in it. I thought it was way thing. too pally, way too pally. And kind of like, hey guys, I'm actually gonna be, uh, whatever the what's the Hulk's it's first Professor name? Professor Hulk, isn't it? Now I think that's what his <laughs> character is. Is it? Um, yeah, it's what, Eric Banner. Banner. Yeah, that's it. Bruce Banner. No, Eric Banner's the actor. For that the was. other one, yeah. For the other so, one, Eric Banner so, was the Bruce. Banner. Bruce Banner. Yeah, yeah, Bruce Banner. Alliteration. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. yeah, sorry. But yeah, Bruce Banner, I felt like even Bruce Banner in the original uh, one was kind of a lot more kind of kept to himself, whereas this time it was like, hey guys, I'm out in the open, I'm all cool and hippie and shit. I didn't really like that. No, I... Uh, it really I mean, took me off. It makes sense, like, character-wise, like, you men put the Hulk and Banner together, that's what you get, I get it, yeah. but no, I preferred, like, Ragnarok and Endgame Banner, like, so much. Yeah, same. Although there was a little bit more thick-headedness because he was just a big mass of gamma and yeah. rage. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. How, how do you feel about the uh, that five-year separation? Like, with the, how that affected the characters? I think it makes sense. I mean, the fun, the the funniest bit from that 
for me was when Ant-Man comes back and he suggests time travel and is like, oh, I know it's really crazy. And it's like, and then Black Widow's like, it's not the craziest thing I've heard. I send emails to a raccoon. And <laughs> 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 it's like, yeah, that's cool. And I like how they're just trying to like figure out what normality is now. But yeah. also like Black Widow, she hasn't given up. Like she, she is like badly obsessed with trying to fix this and it's not working and it's clearly getting to her yeah and you can see her really tearful and I also like how <clears throat> Iron Man you can still see that he's emotional from what the fuck's happened mm. and yet he now has a family and he has a little girl so it's like whoa yeah, that was what cool. happened to what happened to get to that point <clears throat> um, I think that was yeah. one of my favourite like outcomes of the five years was that he finally settles down you know like I hate that it took that for him to get there yeah but that was cool and then it kind of makes the ending so much worse for me like leaving all that behind like Pepper and Morgan like there and that's it and he's I know he saves the day and all that but like 11 years of Tony Stark gone not gone but over yeah and I think that's the only that's the thing which kind of got me a bit emotional in the cinema was that I I watched the first Iron Man a few months ago and that's what made me like Tony mm. Stark because you saw the human side of him not this preppy one-liner I'm rich and philanthropist all that sort of crap which yeah, I really yeah, yeah. disliked it was this real human side of who Tony Stark is trying to make the world a better place trying to kind of find his own way and find his own thing and he does have his ego but it's always stipend with being a good person in the mm. end because he's Iron Man yeah. um, I felt that that came back in spades during this film and they always say hey look guys I want to help you out but this is important to me yeah and at the end, he makes that final decision. And it is that. And I knew that the Messiah, there's a big thing about American American superheroes and the Messiah complex, right? But we'll go into mm. that another time. But there was that moment where it's like, you have to do this. No one else is doing it. You've got to do this. This is your moment now. And yeah. even Doctor Strange kind of going, hey, dude, this is, this is the 1%. Yeah, this is that one in 145 million time. And this is what has to happen. Yeah, and he didn't hesitate. That's the thing. Like as soon as he saw that, he was like, "Yep, okay, this this has got to happen." Yeah. And again, yeah, another death that he didn't get to say. He just died. He didn't yep. didn't say anything. There was no goodbye, and there was there was just like Pepper trying to move Peter out of the way just so she could actually you know say goodbye. Like that was that was kind of if it wasn't so devastating at the time, that would be kind of funny. Like the way she's trying to just shuffle him out the way. Mm. And it really wrapped it up beautifully as well because he had that moment where it just showed so much more emotion of Tony Stark. Like mm. when he sees Peter again and he hugs him and he embraces yeah. him and he's like, I gave you that shit because I'm a tough, I'm, I'm who I am. But mm. now there's no room for that. There's no room for that shit. It's just me. And, the, and I'm so glad that you're back. Now let's get back to work. And it was such a poignant, lovely moment. Yeah. And you can feel that with the last film when he starts dying. And you know that even throughout all the deaths, that was the one that affected them the most because you saw him as like a younger, this, that just kind of a youth. Kid. Like, it's just a kid, yeah. that youth. Um, so yeah, I, I did feel, especially like, I didn't think of it much at the time. It was actually when I was driving back that all these things started ticking off again in mm -hmm. my head. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, I'm not going to see him again. Yeah, and literally the the not post credit sting kind of literally hammers that home. Literally hammers that home. It's the sound 
Because I don't know whether everybody would have necessarily stayed for the end if they'd have seen the news that there's like there's no post credits thing. And I get it. I mean, you don't need to stay for the end for this one, but for those of us who've been there from the start, like this is like a huge thing. It was the as far as we know, it's the sound of Stark hammering away on the first suit in the cave. But is it? Because it could be any one of a number of things, but apparently that's the sound it is of, you know, the, the hammer on the anvil thing. That's where it all started back in 2008 or whatever it was for Iron Man. And here we and, are. And that moment, it's like, what do you want, Tony, since you're back? And he says, can I have a cheeseburger? Yeah, uh, the I cheeseburger want an American scene, man. That broke me all over again. It was like, okay, I, I think I'm okay. And then, nope, okay, not okay. Yeah. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's definitely a man thing, I think, as you get older as well. I oh, know it's not a man thing, it's an adult thing, isn't it, I mm. guess? Uh, it's that responsibility and the what's important to you uh, and what it overrides. And I know like we're talking about Tony Stark a lot, but of course he is the main point of this entire yeah. film. Like, You have all these characters have their moments and have their arcs, and they're all fantastic, but the journey of Tony Stark and this finality is beautiful. Yeah, I, I, fantastic arc, fantastic arc. And it wasn't as jokey, which is what I'm really glad about. Like, you had your moment, like, you had your puns, you had Paul Rudd's kind of nice, upbeat, yeah. personal style. You had Thor's mate. You know the guy with the New Zealand accent? Taika Waititi, you know Korg. That's it, Korg. Who, by the way, Korg in that scene is wearing, like, a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Which is Taika Waititi's shirt from, like, a, one of the premieres. He was wearing that actual shirt in a premiere. That's awesome. So, that yeah, that's cool. But I love that. So you do have your moments of comedy, but for the overall, it was a nice, serious, poignant point. This is what happens when this happens. Like, poor guy with his family taken away. Mm. I also like they didn't have the overly emotional, like, oh my god, you're all, you're all dying. It was literally like, guys, they're just guys, gone. they're gone. Yeah, yeah. And and that that scene in itself was like heartbreaking right at the start. It was like, yeah, bang. Oh, oh wow. And but it also showed that, that that duty throughout the film. So, like, he went back to the past. Instead of going in and trying to talk to his daughter and say, hey, how are you doing? He got the hell out of Dodge because he knew what it meant and mm. that this was more important at the time. If he wanted that again, he needed to get back out and he needed to do his job. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, okay, this could actually work now. Yeah. Um, so, something slightly more happy was when everybody came back mm. because... And that whole on your left thing from from Falcon to Cap was just was fantastic. Like then all the rings start appearing and then the kind of the way Peter breaks it down, like just before his final scene with Tony is like, I, I, I was like dusting away and then I, must, I guess I must have passed out. And then I woke up and Doctor Strange was like, it's been five years. We need to go. And then and then, <laughs> and then we just went through the ring. And it was just cool. That was really good. Like I liked the way everybody came together. But like it was funny. And it's also not surprising given how many characters there are, but some of them, you don't see them for more than like two minutes in this film. No, um, something which actually did happen in the cinema. No one made a single sound in our cinema. They, I mean, at the beginning, there's always the rustling of popcorn yeah. and shit. And I was doing that to a degree because it, we thought it started off. But as soon as the whole thing with Hawkeye happened, yep. it just went silence. silent. I, I wrapped up my bag and put it on the ground. I was like, I can eat popcorn later. I'd rather have silence and yeah. listen to this. There was a moment where when Black Panther comes back, and this guy in the audience went, my man! And everyone started <laughs> laughing and like cheering and stuff. And it was so good. Like you couldn't have timed that any better because he says like one line, it gives a pause and the guy filled that pause. Yeah, it was yeah. so funny. We had something like that at the very end, which was when we stayed for the, the hammering at the end and one guy's like, worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, yeah. 
15 minutes of credits for like ding Ding. it was it was great though like i really enjoyed it i'd like to see what they do if there's good well i don't know what they're going to do if there's going to be another film or is this it so you've got far from home coming on the i want to say third of june now it's got moved forward by the way like um for three days or something for some reason they moved it forward for three days um early june far from home and theoretically that's the last film in the current slate of films like that that film is meant to wrap up phase three now i don't know how that wraps it up any more than we've just done like i don't get it like i really don't get it because how much more wrapped up can you get and it'll be interesting to see if they are dealing with the aftermath of it's been five years and then suddenly everybody comes back and everything's still fucked up. It's going to be <laughs> disappointing if they don't. Because every like, so everybody's got, like 50% of people are gone for, for five years. The world is in kind of ruins and then suddenly everybody's back and the world is still in ruins. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't think of that. How so it's going to be rebuild? annoying if it's all pristine and like as as normal in far from home mm. so we'll see i tell you what another scene i did actually like um no that's a really good point also because i hadn't thought about what happens when everyone comes back and civilization suddenly like oh hey look the mansion that i'm totally living in at the moment which i've been kind of like it's kind of cool mm. and chill oh shit actually the, ha- the family's just alive again so i have to yeah. move back home which is actually in ruins so now i could don't have a home to go back to yeah um but there, it was that scene between the hulk and the chick uh, in doctor strange i've forgotten her name oh yeah the okay so we were struggling to remember this but it's tilda swinton That's playing it. the ancient one who yep. is the sorcerer supreme at that time which is awesome because she's like the antagonist of mm. that film and it gets to the point where eric's like Eric, I said Eric again. Bruce is talking to her about the uh, the, the time stone, mm. and what I love is there wasn't like some epic fight. There wasn't some epic thing. He talked to her. She was like, "Oh, actually, shit. Yeah, no, I get what you mean." And just hands that thing over. Mm. There was no extra bullshit. She understood that, and it also showed the depth of her character as being the master uh, sorceress, well, and, and that she already at that point, five years early, is like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, but yeah, Doctor Strange is. Yeah, you're five years early. He's actually performing a surgery right now, like the other side of the city. Yeah, which means she must have known. Like that, all the shit's yeah, gonna happen. So that's crazy. But she has the time stone, I suppose. So she should be able to do something with time, I guess. Dormammu, yeah, yeah. Thanos, I've come to bargain. Ah, <laughs> oh, wouldn't that have been a good alternate? <laughs> just, just oh. have that scene. Like, but we know Thanos wouldn't have given up like Dormammu. No, no, he Thanos would have just up. kept on killing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time. Fucking Dormammu, you coward. <laughs> Get on Thanos' level. Yeah, right. Um, so what else? Do, is there anything else we desperately want to cover off with that? Because like, there is so much. We could talk for like six days. We could. Um, I'll summarize in a minute uh, the best things about a film. Okay. That bit where it starts up until the bit where it ends. That, that was the <laughs> best bit for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah in all seriousness I think it was just perfect all the way through I mean I I had I mean the only issues I had with it were the bits that just like made me sad like because people died you know like yeah but that's like the only hole I can pick in it is a terrible product placement from Audi yes because 
it's their electric cars. They all say e-tron on them. And what have they done? Put massive like V8 engine noises over them. And I was like, this is really dumb. Yeah. Because I knew they were the electric cars. I, I'd should, seen yeah. like the featurettes with him, with like Robert Downey Jr. going to Audi, seeing the like the fancy concept car and being like, well, actually, you've already driven this, haven't you? In a secret film that we can't talk about. It begins with A. They should have, they should have been quieter than the mouse's fart. Yeah. Anyway, but that, that was the, if that's the only hole I can pick in it. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Like, yeah. I, I just, it was fantastic. And mm. I'm, it's the end of an era for sure. Yeah. Um, for me, I think I kind of agree. It was the one, it's one of those rare three hour films where I wasn't bored at any point. Mm. I felt like there was something interesting going on. Even Ant Man going home and seeing his daughter growing up and her just having that reconciliation. There's, there's always something throughout that film. Um, and yeah, maybe you might have lulls where they're trying to describe something that's happening. But overall, I can't even remember what those lulls were. No. I didn't want to go to the toilet. I was transfixed. I didn't want to miss anything. And it didn't feel like three hours to me. No, not at all. Although I've just, you've quite just pointed paced. out a problem that I had was how old Hope, his daughter, is. Yeah, it's only five years. She's like 18. And she should be like 12 at best. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, but anyway, that, that anyway. was a problem. But yeah. Overall, 10 out of 10 with rice. Yeah, yeah. And a little yeah. bit more rice and some eggs sprinkled on top because I like special fried rice. And then some like tears poured in there right at the very end. And some tears poured in. Yeah, extra salt's good. Sodium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, th can we talk about the fact that there was a random kid at the funeral, which turned out to be—is it Harvey or Harley from Iron Man Three? Was yeah. there? Right. So, the funeral scene—it's panning across up to the point that. where you see Kobe Smulders as like Agent whatever she is. Robin Shabazzi from How I Met Mother to Fury. Yeah. Just in front of her is a lone kid standing on his own in a suit. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And it turns <laughs> out it's meant it's the kid is and it's the actual actor as well from Iron Man 3 that helps him out with like the garage and stuff and with the potato gun. Oh, cool. That kid. So he's there for a reason. Obviously, without him, Iron Man wouldn't have got to where he is. Like he really helped him. But I wonder what happens with him in the future, if anything. That's a really good point. Cool. I didn't know that little bit of trivia. I didn't yeah. even notice. But no, I, I, do I, really I don't want have to see that scene. Yeah. I do want to see both of those things again. I want to see the Thrones episode again. I want to see that again. Just yeah. to even just break it down. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know about whether I'm going to watch Game of Thrones again until we're done, like till we've got all of them. Yeah. And then maybe blow through the whole series in one go. But yeah, we'll I want see. to see it high def. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, no, otherwise, life's cool. I'll be bombing back to Sussex in a month or so's time. So it'll be back to uh, getting uh, acquainted with Sussex again. And you're moving away from Sussex. I know. So, I mean, I'm sure those of you that hang out in the Discord is slightly different. We were, it's kind we of were, funny. We were just talking about this uh, before we started recording, how things are changing i'm off to a a new job doing something totally different i am selling motorhomes and caravans rather than making <laughs> films and by making films i mean making corporate videos for people that think they're really great um so there's that and that's going to be different and then we are moving back to home ish um to save some money for a house so that's going to be different is it near the sea Ish, much nearer the sea than we are now. So I'm about 15 minutes from the sea. So, do your parents have dogs? 
my parents do have dogs Kristen's parents has dogs and there's lots of dogs on the sea yes cool that's good then that means that we can go down to the sea and walk the dogs that's good yes you have a choice of three dogs you have one or you have two dogs at once (laughs) Or you can you have, maybe have three. <laughs> you have one dog because the other one can't walk that far. Although I'll probably lose him in the sea because yes. he's blind. <laughs> yes. Lol. He'll just be like, I'm going the right direction to France. He did the other day. He did that in the lake. Had to hoik his ass out the lake. And then the other one jumped in the lake, so I had to do the same thing. I was drenched. Yeah, I bet. How uh, is little Basil? He's doing great. I, I went back um, I went back the other day to see family for the weekend, see everyone, hang out with people. Um, apart from Ed. Yeah, um, I know. It's bad timing. Yeah, it was bad timing. But uh, Basil's great. He keeps on growing, but he still remembers me. He's super responsive. He's like six, seven months old, sits, lies down, comes to you, responds really well to whistles. Mm. Um, Just a fantastic little dog. And I can't wait to see more of him when I get back, actually, because I just want to kind of train him more. He's really, really intelligent, really, really sweet and loving and kind hearted. And it would be just great to take him out around the town and stuff and just kind of get him interacting with people because I love people's reactions to dogs it's so magical and you know he follows me everywhere which is super sweet like I was putting all my stuff in boxes um, because you know just basically putting my entire life in boxes putting it in the garage because they want to sell the house and he was following me the entire day it was really really sweet like every time I turned around there was this little doughy eyed helper wagging his tail (laughs) it was actually really nice the only problem was was when I was um trying to start a fire and I had like this, all these sticks there <laughs> yeah. and he kept on jumping on the bundle that I was trying to put together to start a fire <laughs> I was trying to do a fire lighting and he got attracted to the sparks and then started trying to lick the fire rod so which sounds <laughs> gross but it, uh, it's, so the sparks weren't working again and I couldn't of course use a knife so close to my puppy so I was like fucking leave me alone and, uh, and he, he, he ran off a little bit and then came back and it felt bad so I gave him a hug and then I took him inside and then I started the fire without him and he came down and he eventually understood what a fire was I'm like well, fair enough this is hot I will leave alone yeah. <laughs> talking of which as a slackers thing before uh, I, I kind of finished mm. I, I actually did a video of making the fire pit and just basically chilling out and having my Easter package which is like a cigar some nice chocolate and a beer which was my nice uh, yellow belly sundae so I will be editing that probably not tonight but tomorrow night or maybe Mm. Thursday and I'll see if I can get up on the uh, Slackers um, YouTube and put it on the Discord so if anyone wants to see yeah I was going to ask you (laughs) yeah I got that somewhere it's fine (laughs) but um Long story short, it's really good going home and doing that and just having a really chilled out week but I've got a video I'd like to edit it because it'd be kind of nice as a document yeah but that's, that's about it yeah, that's it. Just chilling out in Bristol till then. <laughs> cool. All right. So we are still working on plans for what's happening next. We will try and do completely spontaneous random shows like this every now and then, seeing how this one goes. Um, but that is it for now. That, that's it. That's all you get from me. That is the show. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You can send your mail in to nowhere because I've completely forgotten the mailbox thing. And Slacker Steve is on holiday. Um, so you can't do any of that shit. Um, there's also continue. still Discord. That still exists, thankfully. The, the Discord exists and we, we're talking it daily. Oh, God, I've not even actually got it on my, uh, my email list. The uh, Discord link uh, will, will be, be in, in the, the show notes. notes. Please join us. We like chatting. We, we're actually on there daily. I usually go in there, say good morning, or Ed says good morning. We're always in there. You guys kind of make our uh, weeks go a lot faster oh, because yes. we've always got someone to talk to or interact with, or, you know, you can just kind of say, hey, lol, this happened today, and just put it up there for everyone to discuss. So join us if you just want to chill out in a new place. 
were like new faces. Except for mine. That was rather creepy. What, we like new faces? Yes. Do you know who else likes new faces? Oh, yeah? Yes. Yes, yeah. got it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I built up to. No, it wasn't. Anyway, okay. yeah, that's Bye. it. <laughs> Brr.